You're listening to Always Building. All right. Uh, welcome, Diego, to the to the podcast, to the Cold Crowd Podcast. I'm uh, the Always Building Podcast is the name of it now. Always building, always learning, right? Always uh, advancing uh, through this stuff. So, um, yeah, really excited to talk to you, man. You're the wolf of funnels, the wolf, <laughs> the wolf man, the wolf of funnels. So. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit about funnels and, uh, you know, sales funnels, uh, for those that aren't, um, acquainted with the terminology and all that stuff. So, you know, marketing and all kinds of fun, man, but I'd love to get started with you just kind of on, you know, your story, where you got started, um, you know, just the experiences you've sort of had, like leading up to this and, um, a little later we'll get into kind of what's next, but right now I'd love to hear kind of just fill me in on sort of how you got going, how you discovered this whole world and how you became the wolf of funnels. Of course, man. First of all, thanks uh, a lot for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you, man. So I started uh, in this digital marketing world around like five, six years ago. I started with the classic how to make money online, uh, goal search. I stumbled uh, with a lot of stuff, but I stick to e-com. I actually did drop shipping at, at the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, one thing led uh, to another. I actually tried uh, tried to start uh, an agency like back in the, back in the day, like four uh, like four years ago, maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, that flopped. I I want to start something like provide an actual service. And the only thing that well, one of the things that I uh, learned uh, doing ecom and all that kind of stuff was building websites. So. Mm -hmm. That was like my like my idea. Sell websites. I started I started actually cold DMing and cold uh, e emailing uh, all kind of businesses. Well, mainly econ businesses, okay. uh, fashion econ businesses. Uh, I started pitching websites, um, but I was uh, still involved in this you know digital marketing world. I stumbled uh, with uh, these things called uh, called sales funnels. Mm -hmm. I started. Uh, studying uh, what those things are. Uh, I started actually using them. Um, and as I was selling websites, I was like, dude, I'm selling something that I know that doesn't work, you know, that uh, they want to make money out of their websites. And I'm using like uh, something that is actually going to help them. Um, so I switched uh, from selling websites to selling uh, actual funnels. It was like I made the switch around a, a year ago, but for that time I, I've been uh, using funnels for myself for uh, around four years. Yeah. I used to sell a lot of uh, a lot of stuff, uh, ebooks, e-com products, uh, you call it. I've, I've used funnels uh, to sell that kind of stuff, even my own services, um, mm -hmm. so yeah. Amazing, man. Amazing. And so that's great, man. That's a, so that's quite a while. So you got you got a lot of experience in this. So that's great. And we can kind of um, dip into a couple of key points that you mentioned, I, I thought were interesting. Um, so starting the agency, I, 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 you know, I think on this podcast, you know, we're going to try to, I, I want to try to kind of bring out some failures too, because I think, you know, we all learn so much from failures. Like, I, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of uh, taboo, you know, to like bring up the yeah. failures and you know what I mean? And kind of bring that up. And I know sometimes it's sort of painful and th those times are so hard for us and stuff like that. But it's like, that's the, 
the testing ground, right? To like get to the next level and learn. It's like a learning experience every single time, I think, when you're, when you're, when you're failing. So uh, fail, failing forward, so to speak. So I'm curious, like when you tried to start the agency, um, how did that look? Um, what was your kind of concept behind the agency and, and sort of what, what was the story there of how that happened? Because it sounds like you were kind of, you know, doing it for yourself. You were kind of doing some drop shipping. You were doing kind of the, you know, the most accessible things you could do and learning the craft and everything. And then you were like, okay, agency. And then sort of what, what, what went down right there? <laughs> okay, so I I had uh, that ecom background. Like I was just literally just um, on, on my computer. I wasn't used to you know to, to talk to people. Uh, you know to to do the outreach, um, to do the actual uh, sales calls, um, and you know I bought a ton of courses, and it was pretty much lead generation uh, mm-hmm. for for a lot of industries. And I just uh, wanted to uh, to keep helping um, fitness influencers, so that that was my service, right? So I wanted to help them to get clients for for their coaching and that kind of stuff. I started uh, doing the outreach. Uh, I kept doing a uh, cold DMs, cold emails, um, but I got honestly very very low uh, low response uh, from people. Uh, and the um, and the few responses I got, I just messed up the, the sales call. <laughs> then I tried to switch industries. I wanted to help a like a exotic, exotic cars um, mm-hmm. uh, agencies, uh, like the ones that rent you the, the cars, um, all the kind of luxury stuff, uh, limos, uh, yachts, all the kind of stuff, mm-hmm. um, because I had a, a good idea for them, right? Uh, but it was just not a good offer. I just sucked at sales calls. Uh, it, the agency, uh, I think at, at least it, it was not for me at that time. It had a, a lot of moving parts. Yeah. Uh, and doing it all alone, it's uh, super complex, man. Uh, well, so true. Uh, yeah, you know this firsthand. So, yeah, definitely. If you're trying to start an agency, you need to build a team as soon as possible, man. Oof, I know, man. I know. Well, that's, I think that's, you know, and that's, that's a great point you made because I think, you know, um, at least partners, right? Like having a partner on it, like yeah. having somebody else, you know, if, if you're not feeling confident on the sales calls, you go find someone that can do sales calls, right? Because <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. that natural thing. And uh, I know a lot of people, I hear a lot of people, you know, in the group and, and elsewhere, they kind of talk to me and they're kind of like, hey, I want to start this agency and da da da. And you're kind of like, it's not really an agency if it's only just you, right? So in a way, so that's it's right. sort of a, it's an interesting thing. So that that's interesting. So fitness coaches and you were trying to kind of do the lead gen for them. You were going to do kind of like Facebook ads, bring that into a funnel. You, you kind of had your like little system built out. It, I, I would think yeah. on the back end, right? Yeah, but yeah, but the system was, you know, uh, running the ads, having the sales funnel, having the, uh, <laughs> the the email sequence, all that kind of stuff. And it was just. I was very unexperienced uh, yeah. at that time. I kn- I knew a little bit of stuff, but you know, not enough. Okay, I just yep. it was just not for me. It was not a good fit for me. Um, so yeah, and it's that it's that partnership. You could, I mean, with a good partner right there, you could you could have pushed through that. I think that would have been uh, you know you would have you would have had some support on it. So it's like yeah, it's such a good point to make that if you got the idea for an agency and you think you want to start one, man, go find you know realize your weaknesses i guess right like realize yeah. what you don't know and then that way you can sort of like 
fill in the gaps with somebody else, right? And like, you know, create yeah. something. It's a lot funner to do it that way too, in my opinion, man. Every time I had like a partner in there and you had like weekly meetings and you're chatting and you're kind of, you know, it just, it makes the whole process a lot funner. And um, I know yeah, we have a lot of people in the group as well. It's sort of like in the group, it's it's like, you know, a little simulating that a little bit, you know, like giving people sort of some some support because it's like, shit, man, sometimes it's really lonely. I know, for, I know firsthand, it's just you're... You know, you're just grinding all day, every day. You're trying to get this. You're trying to attain whatever this is you're trying to get. And you're just like, you can burn Absolutely. out. Right? Definitely. And another uh, uh, another thing is that I want to start that agency because it was, at that time, the hardest stuff, you know? Right. So I just left uh, what I had because I wanted to hop in, in in the trend of agency. So it was a big mistake because I, I was doing good uh, with income with, with what I was doing. And I just uh, hopped because it was, uh, it was the sexy business uh, to start. So yeah. yep, yep, yep. I think yeah, that's another thing too. Yeah, it's going after the the shiny object they call it, right? The, yeah, uh, shiny object syndrome. I know. And so yeah, that's a tough one. That's always a tough one. Well, that's awesome. So you kind of okay. So you kind of you know, sort of uh, climbed back out of the hole from the agency thing, right? And after that, where what what was your mindset like at that point? Like where were you kind of like what was what was next in your mind? You go, okay, this was way too hard, too many responsibilities, too many moving parts. Uh, didn't understand the, the offer yet. You weren't really in. And then kind of where, how did you sort of uh, solidify that? Or how did you sort of take that to the next step after that? And and, and what were you feeling at the time? Hey, well, I just wanted to, uh, so, something that was uh, simpler, you know, because uh, the agency had a lot of parts, uh, of moving parts. So I just wanted to focus, uh, to focus on one thing. Uh, yes. Uh, what I learned very well uh, to do while doing ecom was building Shopify stores. So I was like, okay, I'm good at, at this. I can build them like uh, pretty fast, and they look like pretty good. I can do this, um, and I just focused on that main offer on offering uh, websites for e-commerce stores. So yeah, that's that was like the like the shift from a lot of moving parts to focus on one, just one thing. And so finding companies sort of kind of like filling in the, yeah, doing that one thing and filling that gap, right? They are already spending money on ads. You're going to come in and you're going to like, you know, basically prove yourself in that way. Like I'm going to fill in that gap, make the better website for you guys. Were you mostly doing new sites or was it like redesign? Uh, new sites. I new was sites. just searching, okay. I was searching e-commerce brands on Instagram. Yep. Uh, I just DM'd and, and emailed it. Uh, accounts that didn't have a website like in the value. So got you, got you. That's a great strategy. How, how did the, uh, I'm curious for, for everybody listening, how, how did the DMs look like? What was your, what was your kind of strategy to get, get in touch with them? Was it pretty standard or was it sort of asking questions or how did, how did you kind of do that? It, honestly, it pretty basic and pretty bad. Uh, actually, I shared <laughs> a, an image of my first uh, cold DMs on Twitter yes. and they are pretty bad, man. But, um, the message was something like, hey, I stumbled across your uh, your Instagram. Uh, your products look, look, look great. Your brand is amazing. But I noticed you don't have an income store. Okay. Mm -hmm. And at that point, uh, people know that they need an income store. Okay. Right. They just cannot uh, keep selling on Instagram. Right. So they, they, they know it. So it's not like a, something new for them. So I was like, hey, uh, you don't have an store. I can build it for you. Let's get on the phone. Love it. And that was that, that was pretty much my pitch uh, that worked uh, because, uh, again, they were aware 
<laughs> that right heated. So that was kind of a, a simple one. Uh, they were aware that they needed uh, what I had to offer. Uh, yeah, and on the phone we went uh, uh, through some strategies, you know, uh, like hey, I can do this, I can do that, uh, and, and close, man. That's that's awesome, man. Well, I think this is a great example and a, a good point to bring up that you know you you knew the audience, right? You knew the stage that they're at based on sort of looking at their Instagram. You're able to go, okay, look, like they're feeling one of these ways at this point, right? Because they're just yeah. focused only on social media. Hey, you don't own this, right? There's all these 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 thoughts going through their head. We're like, man, I really need to like get my shit together, right? I need to get my yeah. shit together soon. And uh, and you knew that, so you came in with this pitch that was kind of like already in their train of thought, right? Like they're already thinking this way and then you're kind of jumping in like in the middle there and kind of continuing through, right? And helping them out. Yeah, actually a lot of people just replied me like, yeah, I was actually looking for someone to build my website. So it was a, well, uh, it, it, it is a, a super simple offer, right? Because yeah. they already know it. Uh, they already want it, they need it. And I just come and offer what they want. It's an amazing, it's an amazing, uh, it's an amazing strategy. And I think it's a good example. I think, you know, there, uh, nowadays, uh, there's a big focus on intense data. This, this is becoming kind of like a buzzword nowadays, as far as like, you know, in the world that in the B2B world, especially, but it's sort of like this, um, but also in B2C as well in e-com, you know, this intent data thing is sort of, you know, you got iOS 15, you got 14 and 15, you got, now there's all these like gaps in the data, right? And so many like different privacy settings. It's like, uh, you know, Facebook isn't able to pull in audiences as easy as it did before, blah, 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 blah. And I think it's a really interesting, uh, it's, it's an interesting way, like the way that you created this intent data, right? That it's basically intent data. You were going yeah. through and just from seeing a couple, you know, trigger points, you were like, okay, these guys probably need what I'm offering. Let me go ahead and reach out. You didn't go out there, build a list of every oh, Instagram e-com store and blast out a thousand billion gazillion emails. No, man. I didn't know what, what was that? I didn't know like anything. I was doing everything manual. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know how to use these tools. I didn't know. I didn't even know that these tools uh, existed that would, right. that would have made everything <laughs> easier, man, honestly. But well, uh, yeah. but, but, but would it, I guess that's a good question to bring to you. I mean, would do you think it would have made it easier? I mean, you've got a pretty, that's a pretty strict criteria you're looking for. It's like people with like good products, a brand, but they haven't built the store yet, right? They're just on social media trying to gauge the interest, test the market and stuff like that. You know, doing that manually, it actually, I mean, I'd be curious to see, because I think if you were to go kind of more scale on that, it would be harder to actually resonate the way that you made it resonate. I'm kind of curious what you think about that. Yeah, well, I, as I was doing it uh, like manually, like the whole message was like super personalized. Like yeah. if the the store sold, I don't know, whatever, shoes, mm -hmm. I like, hey, I, I saw that, that, that your shoes are like top notch, like the designs, like your branding is amazing. Like, you know, it was like super personalized. And yeah. that's something that I think that it cannot be doing like uh, with AI. And so, <laughs> yeah. And what I was doing, uh, like at last I was sending videos. Mm. And that worked okay. like like amazing. So that's something that you cannot automate. So the video was just for them, and it just kind of be done like uh, through these tools. I think it's one. I think it's wonderful that we're talking about this because I think uh, 
You know, I think when as a lot of people, especially with the tools as popular as they are now, right? And the courses that teach you to use the tools and there's so, you know, there's, it's just so much focus on tools. I think, you know, a lot yeah. of us back to the shiny objects syndrome, right? A lot of us get kind of caught up in the tools. It's easy to sort of yeah. lose yourself in the tools and the scale. And um, I talked about this with, with Cam. I had him on the podcast recently and he was saying that, you know, it's sort of this, this, this problem with scale, this thing where everybody is encouraged to scale, 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 scale. Um, and there is, there's very little dif definition given to what does that mean or what's the right time to really start scaling or what's the right way to start scaling. I think automation is a great invention, a great, uh, you know, technology for all of us to be utilizing, but there's things that don't scale that need to be done, right? Like at, at yeah. some level. And I think the more it's, it's interesting, man, I think, you know, and I, I, we could talk about that a little bit, just on the balance of sort of like. Um, you know, you were going out there manual. You could have easily, I mean, with what you were doing, it sounded like you were getting great results. You could have easily gotten right like a VA. Like, I'm curious, like what you're doing now, because it seems like these things that a human being needs to be, you know, needs to do, they're, they're non-scalable, but they make a big impact. And I guess I'm, I'm curious your yeah. thoughts on that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's easy to think that we're just going to automate everything. And you know what I mean? Like, I'll just have leads coming while I sleep and this kind of promise, this dream that people have, right? Yeah, I think that's not realistic. Um, the the first when uh, well, when I was uh, I was first starting uh, uh, providing this funnel service on Facebook. So I was you know on Facebook group posting stuff, uh, talking with people, mm -hmm. and what you cannot automate is is that, and that's uh, that is what has given me uh, the best results, like building uh, connections, building genuine yep. uh, relationships. Uh, with people, you, you cannot automate a conversation. You cannot. You cannot do that. You simply cannot do that. And until this day, I just stopped uh, doing that on, on Facebook. I just do it uh, on Twitter right now. Mm -hmm. uh, I send videos uh, on the DMs on Twitter. You cannot automate that. And yep. that and that is what brings the most results because they feel. I. I. I it's just me building a relationship uh, with the one. Uh, with the one person that I'm talking with. So you can only scale that and that brings the most uh, results, at least for me. Great to know. Do you do you bring in a lot of referrals? Do you do you get people referring you a lot and kind of like telling their, telling their other friends about you and stuff like that? Is that kind of uh, something that sort of naturally happened out of that? Yeah, definitely. Because uh, let, let me tell you what exactly what happens. Please. So I, I have a conversation with someone, right? Mm -hmm. uh, maybe they follow me, or they, uh, or I uh, call them, uh, them like, hey, uh, I saw your profile on, on on the timeline, you know, or whatever. Uh, I just wanted to connect, blah blah. Uh, we start talking. What do we what do we do? And as I send uh, sometimes these videos, or just I'm just having a genuine conversation without the intent, like to actually sell them, like uh, in that moment. Mm -hmm. uh, when they see someone looking for uh, uh, for someone to build a funnel or something that uh, that we talked about, I get the referral, uh, right? Mm -hmm. Or when someone needs a funnel, you know who, who who's the first person that they think about? It's me. Why? Because yep. we have a, an actual relationship, right? They know right. what I do. I'm 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 their friend, so uh, that's a. Uh, that's what it's bringing me results uh, the better better than automation and paid ads and you know all that kind of stuff works but you cannot automate building relationships with people and that's the most important thing uh, 
with those tools we are just losing that and it just become become most more effective because as everybody's just automating a uh, that stuff or are trying to automate that stuff the ones who try to build genuine relationships with their audience are the ones who win on the long term so that's really important for me amazing 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 point man i think and this is so valuable for anyone listening man it's like you know it's kind of that uh what, what was it uh, z- z- zag when everyone's zigging or zig when everyone's zagging right yeah, like, definitely. you know kind of that that swimming upstream thing that's just like it's so impacting like everyone's doing one thing and um you know it, it again i think the courses and the people you know trying to you know teach people how to automate these things i i, I get their point and it makes a hundred percent sense and i think it works for a lot of people but yeah definitely. it's it's really funny though i have heard like of people you know people get in touch with me sometimes and they go how do i send ten thousand emails a day and i'm like well, you know, there's a few ways to do it, but why do you want to send 10,000 emails a day? Oh, because, you know, I'm trying to do cold email and I'm I'm not really getting results that I want. You go, well, sending more volume is not going to, you know, it's not going to fix that. Because the other thing I wanted to mention about your situation there that you're mentioning is that um, you're extremely focused. Okay. And this is something that kind of drew me into your world from the get-go, actually, and, and kind of why I reached out to you in the first place. Because, you know, you're you're a great example of somebody who's building you know, a personal kind of a hybrid, but it's not quite a personal brand, but it's also not quite a, you know, a brand, a brand, right. It's kind of like sort of this hybrid, like the, the wolf of funnels is, is a brand, but it's you, but you're extremely focused and you're, you're focused on one thing that you are a specialist at and you have your methodology for it. And so when you connect with somebody and you're talking with them and conversing with them, it's like, you're saying they know they go, Oh, I need a sales funnel. Boom. I'm going to Diego. It's just like a no brainer. And it's that focus, you know what I mean? It's knowing what you're good at. And I guess let, let's dive into that a little bit. Like sort of, um, I understand you started with web design. I, di- I did as well. It's just like a common, I think, you know, if you're kind of a slightly creative person, right? It's sort of like this natural thing of like, um, everyone needs a website in, in some yeah, sense, definitely. right? And I'm kind of curious, yeah, like how, um, I don't know how, how you ended up focusing, how, like, uh, you know, did, did you ever be, were you ever tempted to sort of generalize and, um, you know, do all these different things like, like in the agency thing that you were planning, did you, or, or did you kind of like naturally just kind of go, no, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be the funnels guy. I'm going to focus on this and I know it's going to make, make a bigger impact. And I'm just kind of curious what your thought process was on that. Uh, yeah. Well, that was something that I, that I learned like uh, way in the, in the beginning, actually doing income. Because my first stores were yours, uh, were just like general stores. So I mm-hmm. sold everything. Uh, big mistake, right? Yep. So when I started to uh, to focus uh, on on one ish, uh, actually my first big win with Ecom was uh, was with um, with a couple bracelets. So I was in that relationship uh, niche. Yeah, I did a shout out, and that was the first uh, time it worked. It it actually worked. So it was when I, I niched uh, to that. Uh, I, I I really put a focus on on what I what in what I was doing. So uh, I just applied that uh, like right now too. So yeah, that's that's amazing, what amazing. That's great to know. And so one other question I have for you, man, uh, specifically, and I think this is kind of maybe uh, could be an interesting topic to go into because I know you know we have. Um, Recently, like we had somebody in the group, for instance, that, you know, he's in India. 
Um, English is his second language, right? Uh, and he's, you know, he's getting into sales and he's doing sales. And, he, you know, he was kind of mentioning to the group, hey, you know, can can I do sales, right? Like English is my second language. I have an accent. Um, how do you how, do you guys think I can do high ticket sales? You guys think I can do, you know, and uh, somebody had told me that I should stay away from high ticket sales with an accent because something, something. And, 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 you know, I, I wrote back immediately, like, come on, man, no, I, you can, you could do anything you want. And, you know, you speak yeah. great English. It's like, you know, you're, you're going to be able to communicate. I'm curious what your experience has been with that, you know, being from Mexico, having English as your second language, um, you know, having, having a bit of an accent, like has that effect, do you feel that that's affected things? Uh, do you feel like that's not an issue at all? What, what's kind of like your overall thoughts on that and kind of your message to anybody you know, kind of selling into either European or American markets and coming in with a second language and, and this kind of thing. I'd be really curious to hear your thoughts on that, man. Um, I don't think uh, there's an issue. Of course, you have you need to have certain level, right? You, you, you need, it needs to be understandable. Um, but for me, it has not been a, an issue. Mm -hmm. And um, like lately less because because the same thing, because I build relationships with people and they don't care that I'm Mexican, that I don't, uh, that English is not my first language. They don't care. They just don't care, you know, because of the yeah. same thing. They know me, they trust me, um, they like me. So that a relationship building with with people, with me, with my audience is what helps me. It, it doesn't matter, honestly. Awesome. Awesome. I love to hear that. And I think everybody listening, man. Um, Take a note on this, okay? Because I know that, you know, especially in the beginning, you know, I think there's a there's a lot of worry about that. You know, all of us can kind of have a little bit of that like imposter syndrome and kind of feel like, ah, uh, you know, am I doing the right thing? Am I, you know, what, what, you know, this kind of thing. And so it's it's wonderful to hear that. And I think everybody, you know, take take a note of that. Diego, you heard it from Diego first, and um, <laughs> something that we're always trying to do in the group, man, because you know my. Um, you know, my experience with it too, like my, my, my wife is here from Mexico as well. And it's just like, okay. you know, this, this kind of, uh, you know, this kind of thing can kind of be like a little bit of, of a, of a nervous thing, I think for people. And it's just great to, to know that. Yeah. Yeah. But that. I, I'll be honest at the, uh, at the beginning when I was doing this, uh, agency stuff, I used to call called businesses, dude, Woo. dude, I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm 24 right now. Uh -huh. I was like, I don't know, I was like, like 20, maybe 19, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and my English uh, was a little bit worse, uh, a little bit worse. So I just called uh, businesses and they were, and they were like, who the hell is, is calling me? Like, <laughs> it's just a cold call from a Mexican kid that can barely speak English, dude. So that's hard in, in that uh, situation, in that specific yeah. situation was hard for me yeah uh, because uh, because of the same it was just i was just a random stranger from another country man uh, so just in that situation i felt that it was like a like an obstacle for me uh, but after that i'll say that again but i feel it's important after i started building relationships with people that that doesn't matter man that doesn't matter and doesn't matter yeah. your, your accent doesn't matter where you're from it doesn't matter uh, if you are black, white, uh, you're rich, poor. It doesn't matter, dude. Yeah, uh, that's really, really important. Yeah, it's all in your mind, I guess. At the end of the day, right? Yeah. It, it, all, all this stuff is in, in your mind. I think it's it's so much about like mindset and just being like, I mean, just just to have the bravery, you know, just to have the the, the balls to be like doing cold calls like you were doing. You know what I mean? It's just like you know, 
I know a lot of people that, you know, uh, wouldn't have that kind of confidence, you know what I mean? And so like just getting out there, it's, it's kind of like, and I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like it's kind of like throwing yourself out there. Uh, it's yeah. almost like jumping in the cold water. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you can, you can, you can try to dip your toe into it. Okay. Like, is it cold? Is it, oh man, it's really cold. And it makes it worse. Right. You could just jump in and you know, you get used to it. Right. It's kind of like a yeah, trial yeah. by fire. Right. Yeah. Of course you get used to it. Uh, the first time uh, I, I got an actual uh, appointment, like mm -hmm. cold calling, uh, the guy was like, yeah, tomorrow at, at 10 or whatever. And I started doing my little presentation, right, for for for, for making the sale. And dude, I was scared, man. I, I was just <laughs> super nervous. I just, uh, I had like a presentation. Uh, I just uh, went through like two slides and then started talking. I started uh, rambling so awful, dude. But uh, again, you get uh, you get used to it. Now I I talk with people all the time. Actually, yeah. uh, yesterday I was uh, just uh, talking with a guy interested in a funnel, and I was like, you know, like super relaxed, like trying to, trying to uh, to help them. Like, uh, what uh, can we do? You know, like it's just practice. It's just uh, getting used to it. So yeah. Well, I, and I think you touched on something briefly right there too. Like that you're 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 so much more relaxed when you're you're not selling you're helping right like yeah. you're you that 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 mindset shift i think also is extremely important like i think a lot of people me included man when i when i first started getting going you know selling and stuff and um that was definitely not my natural thing at all right i kind of like you know i was much more like you know building the websites building the funnels doing the mark i was like the guy in the in the background you know and when i had to yeah. get in the front and actually sell i remember the same thing man you know you end up like kind of rambling and you're nervous and you're and uh, a lot of it is because you're trying to sell right it's just this yeah. like in your mind you're trying to sell them something or convince them of something and um as soon as you realize that hey this is just about uh results relationship and just helping like like if i can help i'll help if i can't yeah definitely. it's okay right and maybe later on i can help it's like uh yeah, it's a big mindset shift to just be helping, right? And just serving and be, yeah. being like that. Definitely, man. Uh, even yeah. when I when I ask uh, for the sale, uh, we just go through the whole strategy and I'm like, would you like me to help you? And they're like, uh, okay, yeah, man, how, how, how would it work? And that's it. <laughs> that's, that's so easy. Like that, so like easy. Close. Yeah, so easy, man. Like, yeah. would you like me to help you? Then you go like yes, and it's like yeah, here's how it works. That's the price, everything, and that's pretty much it. And uh, and do you have like kind of a these days, especially like, are you using kind of a framework or a or a script, or do you have anything when you jump on these sales calls, or do you kind of just uh, freestyle it, man? I'm kind of curious about that too. It depends because sometimes I just get on the phone with people that they know that. You know that need a funnel to sell uh, anything, right? But they just don't. They just don't know like anything. So my first uh, goal there is they uh, understand like how a funnel can can help them. You know, mm -hmm. after they they get that, I give some ideas like, hey, you can uh, do this. You can add you know uh, some upsells. You can add, add uh, some some bonuses. You, you know, I I guide them like I paint a picture like what it would be. Uh, to have like uh, like an actual funnel, no, uh, right? So uh, they know exactly how it will work. Sometimes I I get on phone with uh, some experienced people, like mm -hmm. they know like everything. Uh, they just need maybe like some guidance, right? So yeah, 
that's like my first goal, like identifying uh, where they are, okay, mm -hmm. where they are, mm -hmm. helping them, uh, guiding them uh, the best in the best uh, way possible. Mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of the, the framework. Awesome, know man. where they are and uh, lay out. Uh, well, help them like laying out the strategy. Uh, what it would it work for for the product? Maybe they need to schedule appointments. They need a uh, webinar registrations. Uh, they need to build their list. You know anything? Yeah. I go through the, uh, through that, and yeah, that's pretty much the framework. Awesome, awesome, man. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, yeah, what stands out to me a lot about you, man, is that you know you know your audience. Like you know you know these different stages that they could be at. You know. Um, in the past, you know, so are you still doing the Instagram DMs and stuff or is it mostly Twitter right now that you're just kind of like, you know, cultivating the Twitter following and uh, you, most of your clients are coming from there? I only do Twitter right now. I okay. used to do Facebook, but like three, four months ago, maybe mm -hmm. uh, I just wanted to add one more channel, right? Because Facebook was right. working pretty well. I was even uh, posting content uh, like like videos and stuff. Uh, and I just wanted to add another channel. I decided to go uh, with Twitter, and I just like it a, a lot much, uh, a, a lot much more. And yeah. I just stick to Twitter. So uh, yeah, all everything uh, comes from from Twitter, from Twitter DMs. I have like like a super small uh, uh, following, mm -hmm. but every person that follows me, I I've actually talked with them. Uh, I've even gotten the phone with with, uh, with a lot of them. So. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm focusing on right now. That's amazing, man. I mean, and that's that's really uh, I think that's really epic, actually, too, for everyone listening. I, you know, the way that you're interacting. So, you know, social media is just social media to most people, yep. right? It's just social media. It's just, uh, yeah, here it is, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Um, and, and, and I feel like you see it differently. Like when you see the social media, you're not just seeing this platform for whatever. You're seeing it as a way to interact with people, learn from people. Uh, jump on cool stuff like this. Share your thoughts. Like you know, have do do sales calls where you're you're already kind of pre-framing the offer, right? You already yeah. you know, sent them a message. They already know who you are. It's uh, no, it's really great. I mean, I think the way you're using social media is really like the best way to use social media, right? Is is reach out to the people that follow you and actually engage with people and talk with people. Don't just uh, feel like you're in an echo chamber, just kind of sitting there posting stuff and going, yeah, what's happening, right? <laughs> yeah, I actually have. Um... Like a, a concept uh -huh. uh, where you actual uh, where you actually funnel people through your process, and that's not that has not anything to do with uh, with sales pages and click funnels and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You funnel people down emotionally, and you funnel their attention. What does it uh, What does it does this mean? So first, um, they get uh, to your profile, right? They, they they see who you are. They see what you post, and some of them, uh, some of them, uh, might uh, uh, might resonate with what you have, with what you post, with who you are, and they mm -hmm. might follow you. Right? Mm -hmm. That's kind of the first stage of of the funnel, of this emotional funnel. Okay. Right. After that, you keep posting content. You uh, you get uh, in the DMs with them. Mm -hmm. uh, you help them. Uh, whatever. Right. You keep building. Right that relationship and you keep funnel, uh, funneling uh, them uh, through through your relationship, right? You keep mm -hmm. funneling them uh, emotionally and also uh, their attention is going towards uh, you. Mm -hmm. That's like my, 
my emotional funnel that I have uh, in and I with pretty much everyone that I talk with um, I just recommend this I even have a, a huge uh, thread uh, on this topic just breaking down uh, breaking down how that works but it's basically that man it's built it's building that uh, relationship and funneling people down uh, through through process and just getting their 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 attention with, with your content and uh, in this case uh, talking with them so so smart man i love it i love it so it's a you know it's 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 that emotional like do you have a connection with the person you know yeah. and that's that first thing like do you do you, you resonate with the person and then they follow you and then you have this content right and so you're creating content i, I love your content by the way man i, mean, I have to tell and, and everybody should go follow you uh it's, it's wolf of funnels uh just kind of spelled just like that at wolf of funnels on twitter uh yeah your your, your content is awesome dude i just love how um you know, I love how transparent it is. You know, it's like what you're saying. You're kind of like funneling through your process and through like what you, uh, you know, kind of what you see as unique about what you're doing in a way too. Like I always notice that there's something kind of unique in what you're bringing. Like it's not, it's not just the straight Russell Brunson click funnels ideologies, right? You're bringing these kind of little, I always, I always see you using like psychological triggers in the headline that you can use like a little, you know, just adding one word right there, one little one little thing, you know, it's just, just little, little things, I guess, that make a really big impact. And it's kind of funny. It seems to be a theme of this whole conversation, right? It's <laughs> these, these little things you do that make a big impact. Right. And so yes. it's, uh, yeah, it's really interesting to see kind of, kind of your whole thing and you have your email list as well. Right. So, yeah, right. um, you're kind of bringing that and that sort of that last step of the emotional funnel, if they're not ready to jump on a sales call they're not ready to have you do a funnel for them right they can sign up for the email list <laughs> yeah, and they can be educated on the process right so you're just you're basically just educating and educating educating and building relationships and uh and and just that that's that's the way that's the way you're acquiring customers essentially and yeah. um i think it's so modern man i mean i think you know and i i speak about this all the time i write about this right now because i think it's really intriguing is that you know i think the buyer journey right is changing so radically like after last year i feel like it's just completely a different we're like in a different ecosystem of marketing and sales and everything right it's all changed and yeah. people need to be people kind of need to be able to guide themselves through the funnel like they need they they want educational content they they may be top of the funnel where they're kind of like unaware of what's out there they're unaware that there's a solution they're you know unaware of what their problem really is they know they're having this pain but they don't really like understand what the problem is, you know? And so you're educating them at every step of the way, like, you know what I mean? And then they're able to explore that. And um, yeah, I think it's really interesting, man. I think, I think what you're doing is doing that in social media in your trademark kind of way, right? It's just very relationship focused. It's, it's, yes. it's not scalable, but it doesn't need to be because every touch point that you have, it makes an impact. It's, it's not just a dead you know what I mean? It's not just a dead cold email getting into the spam folder or something. It never gets seen. It's, it's, it's not a paid ad that, uh, you know, just kind of people swipe, right? It's something that really like hits them like, whoa, wow, this guy's reaching out, man. He seems really friendly. Look at what he's doing. Oh, wow. He's educating. I'm interested in this. Wow. He builds some killer funnels. Anyway, I think it's so inspirational, man. I mean, I think it's extremely inspirational for everybody listening that like, you know, there's relationship building is still the top thing, no matter what you do, yeah. basically. Definitely. And how do you how do you see that funneling into like ecom and thing? Let's let's kind of change the the context of that because I'm I'm interested in that because for B two B for agency for freelancer however you want to look at it, um, 
there, there's one way of doing that, right? And like you're selling fairly high ticket services, I would imagine as well. So you're you're charging a fair amount for what you're for what you're doing. And so it's one thing. How do you how do you conceptualize that when it gets to e-commerce and you're selling like cheaper things in a more consumer driven, volume driven approach? Like how do you see that kind of relationship building still kind of being a, a at play there? So how do you build a relationship as an e-com brand? That's yeah, that, that's that's exactly. I mean, like you know, if you're if you're doing funnels for an e-com brand, or you're doing funnels for a, you know, um, I don't know, some someone selling kind of these lower ticket things, you know, like nutraceuticals or CBD or whatever whatever example you want, right? But yeah. how how do you see like what you're doing in the DMs with Twitter? How do you see that kind of happening in the sales funnel, like? as you're walking through because it's building a relationship too right yeah, right so i'm kind of curious like how you see that what's that flow look like it's obviously a little different than following and then dming you know what i mean how does, how does that how do those mechanics work in your mind Oof. it's a big one it's a big one i yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Hmm. i'd say it's mm, tough question man okay so As an income brand, you need to be, um, you need to stand for something, right? You cannot just sell whatever protein or whatever. You need to stand for something, and that's how you build an actual relationship with your audience. Okay, they need to believe in the same things that you believe in. Whatever, in getting in shape, maybe that the brand is is all about. Um, being a like the best version of yourself uh, through mm -hmm. through fitness or maybe a makeup a makeup brand uh, they are all about uh, about being like a supermodel uh, a supermodel so they need to stand uh, for something that's mm -hmm. uh, how you can build a relationship as an econ brand but i i would not uh, overlook the dms man just a little dm or maybe a little reaction or or whatever uh, can make a huge difference because nobody's doing it. Uh, as you said, uh, when everybody is, is sick, you sack. So I, I am sure not even 1% of Ficom brands engage uh, with their followers, at least on Instagram, because it's more popular there. Uh, not even 1% do it. And uh, just a little DM, uh, you can hire a DM, uh, a DM. <laughs> you can hire a VA, sorry. Yeah. Uh, you can hire a VA just to do that to send a, whatever, a, a coupon code or just like, hey, thank you for for, for the follow. That's, that it can be game, a, a game changer a, for econ brands a, when it comes to building relationships with their a, with their audience because they are not an actual person, they are a brand. Right. But just that can make a huge, huge impact in their, in their brand and in the lifetime value of a customer. Damn. Damn, I love it. I love it. So yeah, just that personal touch at every at every step of the of the situation. No matter what, whether you're B to C, whether you're B to B, just touching those followers a little bit. Hey, you're there. I, we know you're there. Thank you <laughs> yeah, for following man. us. Yeah, man. You know, it's just caring, man. It's just Damn. caring about that that person that that clicked that follow button, that uh, subscri uh, subscribe to to that email list, that bought that product. It's just caring, man. Caring about people, and that's it, man. That's that's a game, or at least uh, that's my game. Yeah, uh, that's what I do all the time. I just try to care about people. I genuinely try to help people. Uh, 
in the you know in the DM. Sometimes I even get them on Telegram just to send a maybe a file that that, that will help them, or even I get on, on calls with people just just to help them to to guide them in the best uh, possible way. So that's the game I play, man. I love it. And so, you know, this is something that, uh, you know, one of my favorite marketers, you know, out there is his name is Jay Abraham. I don't know. Do you know about this guy? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. Right. And he, his whole thing, you know, his whole focus of, of everything is to become the trusted advisor to become like, everything is about becoming the trusted advisor. It's not about selling. It's not about profiting, right? It's not about uh, any of that. It's about becoming the trusted advisor for these people because at the end of the day, that's how the flywheel begins, right? Like, and that's why I asked you about referrals earlier because I'm curious, you know, I'm sure you get a ton of referral with that kind of attitude, that kind of mindset and going out and sort of touching people that way, the referrals just fly in, right? Like word of mouth starts to kick in, even though you have a small following and it's kind of cool. I think you probably agree with me that, you know, I think Twitter... Twitter is one of those places you don't need to have a huge following really these days to yeah, of course. make an impact, right? Like there's guys that have big followings and they're doing their thing, but um, kind of interesting actually, you know, that I, I saw someone tweet this recently actually, where they were kind of like, man, the guys with the small followers are really like teaching the really interesting shit right now. Actually the bigger guys. And I, and I, and I think everyone would feel this naturally. Like when you get so many followers, you start to kind of, Oh shit, should I say that? Should I, should I, yeah. Should I share that? Should I do that? Should I, right? You, you start to kind of like, damn, I don't know. I, I don't know what I should be. You know what I mean? There's like, a, there's another like level to it. And when you have that yeah. many followers, you're able to be so focused, like so liberal. You're just like, yeah, here's my process for building funnels. Take it, steal it, think about it, ponder it, look at it, bookmark it. Eventually, you probably become a customer. Like at some point, you're probably going to come back like around, like maybe whether it's one month, six months, two years, right? And so you're building this compounding interest by just trying yeah. to be the trusted advisor, and and you're there, top of mind with them. So it's so it's such a big impact, man. It's such a big impact. I, th I think everybody underestimates this. I think we're in a world of automation, paid ads, scaling, and uh, people forget about the human, you know, the human touch about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's something that I'm kind of bringing into the cold outreach stuff too recently. You know, I don't know uh, everybody who's listening. You guys should check this guy out. His name's, uh, his name's, uh, his, his brand's called Charm Offensive. Have you ever seen this, Diego? No, never. This Charm Offensive yeah. guy? Man, so you'll love it uh, with, with the attitude you got, man. You're going to absolutely love it. But he, he basically teaches people how to give scripts and kind of frameworks on how to send cold emails that yeah. are funny, that are like clever, that are silly, funny, kind of quirky he's british so it's kind of got the the, the british uh kind of slant to it you know kind of humor yeah. a little bit but uh but you know it's it's a really unique angle and he's actually one of my you know one of my inspirations i think in the, in the world right now because what he's doing is he's created his own he's created his own niche like there is no other person doing this right he's like created this it thing is. where it's like funny cold email scripts funny <laughs> um follow-up scripts funny sales call scripts funny upwork um kind of uh you know uh things and stuff like this and yeah it's really it's it's actually really 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 epic stuff man but it kind of yeah it kind of takes me back into that sort of relationship building that everybody's a human being if you know what i'm saying like everybody's a human yeah. being and and you know whether they're whether they're ceo or or whatever you know they have a sense of humor and you can tap into that i guess yeah, definitely. And uh, what I noticed, uh, mostly again, again in ecom, 
is that we forget that those mm-hmm. uh, those clicks, those uh, visits, those opt-ins are actually people, right? So. Oh, sorry, <laughs> my my computer was. Okay. Okay, all good. Yep, all good, all good. Awesome, awesome. Uh, yeah, what I was saying is that uh, we often for- forget. Uh, I saw this in in Ecom. Uh, we forget that those clicks, those opt-ins, those uh, views are actually uh, people. It's easy for it forget that because uh, we uh, just see the data. Okay, you see the the open rates and you see all that kind of stuff, and it's easy just to forget that they are people. So it's important not to not to forget it and to care about them. That's right. That's right, man. That's right. I love it, man. This is so, I mean, this is such good knowledge for anyone listening to it, especially, I mean, whether you're starting out or whether you're like in the middle of this thing, I think it's really good information because it's like, it's so easy, man. We have like Google analytics and you have this and you have that and you have all these technologies and all these automations. It's so true, man. That And, and I love that that's becoming the topic of this uh, podcast here with you is, is you know, just yeah. kind of bringing back that human element, even though you're building sales funnels. And it's funny because now that you're saying that I do like your uh, threads and your posts about funnels, you do tend to put a very like human psychology kind of these people are humans that are reading it and this is how to kind of impact them. You know what I mean? I noticed that about you very specifically. Yeah, I do that because it doesn't matter how good your phone looks, how great the copy is. It might be super persuasive, you know, but if people don't trust you, they won't buy. It doesn't matter who writes your copy, who builds your funnel, your offer. It doesn't matter. If they don't trust you, they won't buy. It won't convert. It's like the one, um, the one component that the, uh, the one component that everybody like overlooks, uh, they just try to optimize everything except the relationship they build. So true. It's so true, man. I mean, we see it. I think, you know, uh, those of us doing doing this for a, a while, you know, it's like you see this all the time, you know, and it's funny, too. I mean, in, you know, I've worked in a couple of like organizations, you know, like B2B organizations and you know, a lot of times, like they'll come back to me with like all this kind of like analysis on the data, you know, it's all about the data. It's all about the ROI. Like, you know, hey, how can we boost ROI on this? How are we going to do this? You know, okay, how, you know, why are people not converting? You know, da, 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 you know, and you're kind of like, man, like it's missing something. It's missing this human element. You guys are too focused on conversions and, 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 and you know, tracking the data, right? There's, yeah. there's got to be a mixture of that, I guess, in a way, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and that's important, man. That's important because at the end of the day, you need to optimize whatever, uh, your process, uh, your funnel, whatever, but you can have the ugliest funnel, you can have the uh, least, uh, the, the least efficient uh, processes, uh, but if people like you, if people trust you they will buy it dude i've seen <laughs> awful funnels dude like awful funnels like just uh, an ugly headline like hey watch this video on the bsl is like uh, someone uh, with their phone and just awful and they have a a, a, a button uh, just to scroll an appointment and and that and that works yep it, it's it's crazy because uh, yeah the headline can be better the lighting of the video can be better like you can add a little bit of copy and add a little bit of branding and all that stupid stuff and uh, it would maybe convert better but dude just trust is the metric that everybody overlooks man man that that is so that is so deep dude i I love that i love that uh coming back to that you know what i mean um 
it's amazing too because you know you got four years of experience you're doing you know funnels you're doing ebooks you're doing e-com you're doing your own services which is like b2b i mean you're flipping you're flipping from so many different contexts of this thing and the consistent thing always is is the trust is the yes. actual relationship yeah it's what matters man actually my my when i sold my first website it was a to the woman she, she was uh, into fitness uh, and I just, again, I called the end uh, here, like, mm -hmm. hey, you don't have a, a, a website, you can have, you know, uh, your offers there, your, your blog, whatever. It took me like, I don't know, like three weeks uh, to close her. But a uh, funny thing is that we got on the DMs like, hey, I have this, uh, I have this problem. And I was just trying to, to help her. Uh, we got on, on the phone like uh, a couple of times uh, before uh, even asking for the sale. Just mm -hmm. trying to help, uh, trying to help her, and uh, in that third, fourth call, whatever, um, she was like, "Okay, I'm ready to, uh, uh, for you to build my website," and I was like, "Oh my god, this is happening, man!" <laughs> uh, it works. I was like, okay, it works. Uh, let's do it, man. I didn't even ask for the sale. Uh, it just, uh, it was just like that. As, as I'm just telling you, yeah, it just happened. Uh, why? Because I, I was helping her. I was I didn't know at that time, but I was just building that relationship with her. And she was starting to, to trust me. It doesn't matter that she was uh, she was actually in, in the US mm -hmm. and I was uh, here in Mexico. It doesn't matter that the distance. It doesn't matter that, that I'm Mexican. The, the 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 language doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, man. Uh, that was like my first uh, big win uh, with that uh, website uh, venture. And it was just that I was an awful salesperson. Uh, everything I sucked at everything, but I still made the sale, man. Yeah, man. I mean, again, like you're helping. You're actually helping. So this yes. is, I think, you know, and this this goes back into it. I think it's just you know the the buyer the buyer journey. You know what we what you know in B two B they like to call the customer journey or the buyer's journey, yeah. right? Where you know from uh, from awareness to uh, you know uh, um, uh, to consideration, right? To uh, you know, making a decision and, you know, these kinds of these steps of the funnel and everything like that. And you see all these like visualizations of it and it looks yeah, like yeah, this yeah. and da, da, da. And I remember I used to, you know, I used to read the HubSpot blog, man. I remember like 10, you know, five, maybe five, eight, eight years ago, I was like reading the HubSpot blog. HubSpot was hot. They were like kind of, you know, um, another, another example of actually a company that really cares about the people. It's interesting. You know, they did, I think they did onboarding concierge one-to-one -one onboarding. They did that like up until, I, I think it was like two years ago or something, man. Since they started, they they onboard every customer one by one, right? And like assess their issues and blah blah blah, and get feedback and you know these kinds of things. But anyway, uh, not to divulge into that too much. But it's you know there's there's there are some companies out there doing it. I think you know it's yeah. just uh, not a lot of people know know that they're doing it or know that they did it. Um, uh, but this buyer journey, you know, it's so much more in control of the of the customer now you know it used to be that you know you could put an email opt-in on a ebook and you know get someone to sign up and then you're like dripping the messages and you're trying to like kind of push them towards the sale and then eventually they they buy and all these kinds of things and more so now i think um it's becoming more about just giving that information out for free and building that like you said building that trust yeah. not putting the paywall or the uh, you know the email opt-in wall in front of them at all. Just going like, hey, explore the content, check it out, read the blogs, check my videos. Like I'm creating all that right, and and it's sort of uh, 
I know a lot of people are kind of confused about how to make content also. And I, I'd love to ask you about that really quick because I think that's that's also something that you know, I, I meet with a lot of people who are just like cold outreach crazy, right? They're just trying to automate cold outreach. They want to scale it up and they and that's all they want to do, but they're not really creating content. They're not really, uh, you know, doing that thought leadership thing. And I'm kind of curious, like, you know, and it's hard to know where to start. You're kind of like, shit, I mean, like, what am I going to write content about? What, 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 what's going to, you know, because it's all about making an impact and valuable content and these kind of <laughs> words you hear, but what does that really mean right and i think yeah i'd love to get your insights on that because you're creating some content in my opinion that um is extremely valuable uh it doesn't give away the whole thing but it gives away enough to where you're really feeling like but it gives away a lot honestly like it may give away more than some other people give away so i'm kind of curious like how you approach creating content um how you start with that how you're like okay i need to create some content what 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 what, what's your mindset go What, what do you do there that's an interesting question because uh, when I first started, I started creating content was when I was doing outreach on Facebook. And this is a, when you're starting, I'd say you need two strategies, one short term strategy, and that would mm-hmm. be the cold outreach and a long term strategy. What do I mean? Well, uh, again, the, the short term strategy is the cold outreach, like uh, straight to the pitch, right? A uh, booking calls and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But what will happen in the long term? Um, this content creation is your long-term game. Okay, those little pieces of content, those videos, those tweets, those blogs, that, uh, those podcasts uh, will. Uh, so those pieces of content uh, will stay uh, online like forever, right? A YouTube video, a podcast, a blog, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And people will consume. Uh, that content okay they will educate uh, themselves uh, about whatever uh, uh, your niche is um, and that uh, and that content is like a little army of uh, of you teaching people uh, what you do okay it's a little army of people uh, building that trust for you okay yep. those emails uh, those blogs whatever um, actually I was maybe like a a week or two ago in your blog man and you you post a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff and when i was yeah. reading those blogs you were not doing anything probably you were sleeping man and, and those <laughs> blogs were doing the the job uh, for you like uh, yeah. teaching me stuff like building uh, trust with me your blog was doing that uh, for you so you could do another stuff so that's kind of my approach to content okay mm-hmm. It's what it's your long term strategy for getting clients, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so and so if somebody if, if somebody was listening right now that was like, okay, okay, Diego, I really want to create some content. I'm fucking you. You sold me, man. Right? I'm on it. Uh, but, 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 but what should I write content about? Like, what's that first? Like, where 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 do I get the inspiration to make content like like you do about my niche or about my about my thing like what 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 kind of advice would you give to them on that level like of just getting started and going like i don't really know what content to make where, where would you tell them to kind of get inspiration or what, what would you tell them on that uh, well i would i would tell them like first just start because there are no rules just start but definitely there is good content and bad content right yep so just go to your favorite accounts and just see what they are doing model yep. what is proven to work um and and that's it man maybe if you are just getting started you don't know anything about 
uh, about a topic, just share what you learned. So let's say you see a YouTube video uh, about whatever sales, mm -hmm. you can just record a video or tweet or write a blog like, hey, uh, hi friends, I just uh, saw this amazing video and I learned this. And that's your, your piece of content, man. Amazing, you, man. You will get better uh, with time. Uh, I remember that my first videos, dude, they suck. They <laughs> suck big time. They are uh, they are on YouTube, man. But I, I stopped uh, recording videos because I just uh, do Twitter right now. Uh, but I compared the first video with the last one. And dude, I are super different, man. In the first yeah. one, I was like, uh, I couldn't speak. I was getting nervous. And in the video number 200, uh, I was like, just supernatural, grabbing my phone, like, hey, I, I, and you know, just talking, uh, talking about certain topic or whatever. And you could just get used to it. Also with my, with my email list, I started it, I don't remember, maybe over a year ago. Mm -hmm. The first emails uh, were awful. Like, uh, it, they were just not good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But with time, I've improved. I improve uh, my emails. Like I don't, I don't do like uh, fancy emails. I, it's just plain text. But I mean, the content, the way I write, it's it's better. Okay, I can notice that uh, I write better uh, compared with uh, with the first emails. In in this case, the same way with, with any type of content, dude. Just to start, share what you learn um, through your journey. And that's pretty much it. That's how you start uh, with content creation, man. Just share. I love it. I love. I love it. I love. Uh, I love the value that we're putting on the on the journey. Number one, and the learning. You know, because I, I think also too. It's funny that you say that because I think one thing. I'll, I'll make two points on this. I think the first one is that you learn faster when you create content around what you're learning. Like, yeah. It, it accelerates your learning. It accelerates your your skills. It accelerates everything that you're doing, I think. You know what I mean? To yep. kind of create content. Writing, being able to write about your expertise, I believe is that kind of like cornerstone where like, okay, you really know what you're talking about if you can write about it and you can write 3,000 words about it. And you can write a whole email about it and you can kind of like get emotions involved and stuff like that, right? And it's, um, you know, that, yeah, it's so important. It's so important just to, just to, kind of like learn, learn through learning, like learn even more through the learning and not feel like you have to be the absolute expert because there's all these different levels of the shit, right? Like there's people at different levels and there's people at those different levels too, like below those levels and they want to learn from somebody and they don't necessarily need to learn from the person teaching some kind of enterprise, high level, super deep, you know, there's principles you can learn there, but it's, there's somebody closer to you, right. That you could actually work with that actually would, would help you like, like you're doing right now. And at some point, I'm sure you're going to be working with higher level clients, higher level people, people, you know, you're not going to have the time to be maybe working with the same kind of people you're working with now, right. You're going to be advancing as well. And so those, yeah. and someone's going to take your place in there and, and kind of be at that stage. So it's like this constant thing that's happening. Um, the other thing I wanted to say was, um, you know, jumping on sales calls is one of those crazy weird things that it's so, it's so counterintuitive to think about, but it's like, I know for me personally, man, I, I was so scared of sales calls. I, you know, I was like what you were saying. I was nervous. I, I talked too much. I had no idea what I was doing. And as I started to do more of them, I became, I, you become, you start to like see yourself from the third person. You're not like mm -hmm. 
so in your own head going like, oh, what am I doing? You're kind of like more like seeing yourself from above kind of going like, okay, just listen, try to understand, take notes, take a lot of notes, try to be able to like repeat back what they said to you. You know what I mean? And like reassure and like do all these kinds of mechanics. And um, one thing I started to notice was that there were all these questions that came up like on the sales calls, like every single time there's always these questions like, yeah. you know, uh, how, how do you do this part? Why do you do it that way? What's the, you know, there's like these questions that come up. And when I started taking notes of those things, it gave me so many jumping off points to create content. Cause I'm like, oh, like I'll just answer their questions. Like I get these questions from real people I'm trying to sell to. I'll just go ahead and like answer these questions in a blog post and say, yeah, this is why I do what I do like this. Cause this, cause that, cause this, cause this, right. And, um, that can give you such a good, but I agree with you hundred percent. It's just start, man, just start writing content. And I think this is something that, it's like you said, having a long-term strategy, a lot, of, a lot of times people hear that and they kind of go, oh yeah, well, I'll just do cold outreach for now. Then I'll do content later. But it's like, man, no, start it all right now. Start the content, start the outreach, get on the sales calls. That'll make your content better. And then you start to, you know, the whole thing starts to kind of get better. And you, like you said, you just get better and better and better and better and better. And soon enough, man, you're on, you know, you're getting, you're writing for bigger publications, you know, you get, you get yeah. something in the right. Like you start getting press and things you can start, you know, so much leverage gets created with, with that content. Um, yeah. So yeah, really happy that we went through that, man. And that, that and that you kind of explained that from, you know, from that, because I, I agree, man, my first emails and my first blog posts were shit. I mean, absolute shit. Like, believe me, they were, they were shit. I was writing like, I thought I could scale it too, right? I just need like a hundred blog posts and then like I'll rank in Google or something, you know? And it's like, no, oh, man, yeah. and just not the way, man. You got to write, you got to put love and care, like you said, for the human being that's reading it into each piece of content. You know what I mean? So it's, it's not a numbers game. It's more of like creating a great asset, right? Like in yeah, um, something that can live forever. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And so I love it. One thing I also want to go back on real quick on, on your whole vibe and your whole thing that you're doing um, something that I'm pretty terrible at. I'll be, I'll be honest with everybody. Focus, man. You are a focused gentleman, my friend. I, I am very impressed with how, because you said you were making videos on YouTube. And then when you flipped to Twitter, you were kind of like, I'm, I'm going to take a break from the videos. I'm just going to go hundred percent into Twitter. I'm going to build relationships and do this kind of, um, emotional funnel. Like you had mentioned, like you had termed it, uh, earlier. And I think that that's just that that's just amazing how you're able to focus uh, so deeply on one thing, man. You're the wolf of funnels. You're only on really on Twitter, creating a lot of content right now. You're going one by one, everyone that follows you, and you're creating a relationship. Um, yeah, if you want to speak on that a little bit and just how how you arrived at that, man, because I think it's just uh, it's really remarkable. Most of us, including myself, are bouncing around. Always like right now, probably like as I sit here right now, I probably have like seven projects like in front of my face. It's just insane. And sometimes I'm like, what am I doing? And then I see a guy like you and I'm like, shit, man. And, and here's this guy doing this. So, yeah, I'm curious if you talk about that a little bit and maybe just speak to whoever whoever's out there jumping from niche to niche to niche. It's just not, not sure what they're doing. What, what kind of advice would you give them? And, and, and where's that focus come from, dude? Well, how do you how did you do that? <laughs> um. Well, <laughs> yeah, I see a lot of people just jumping from project to project. Um, that focus, I think that that came from, from again, from, from the first lessons uh, I learned. Uh, again, uh, with Ecom, I tried to have a general store. Dude, that doesn't work. At least for me, that doesn't work. 
Yep. I'm not Amazon. Just focus on one thing, and it just happened that when I focused on one thing, it worked. So I just keep uh, applying that principle uh, right now. Um, I was just focusing on, uh, on on Facebook. That was like my main focus. I I was uploading actually all the content on Facebook, uh, but I was just repurposing the videos, just uploading uh, that stuff to to YouTube, to LinkedIn, to. Uh, I even ha had a, a little uh, a podcast, but that podcast where uh, it was just the audio of, of the videos. But my main focus was on, on Facebook, mm -hmm. uh, and it call and it all comes uh, from that from that uh, first lesson to focus on one thing. I w when I switched from Facebook to Twitter, um, I was losing that focus on on my um, on my outreach. Uh, and I, I just again, I just happened to, to, I just happened to like more Twitter, and I was like, okay, let's focus here. And I just stopped doing everything on Facebook. I have a bunch of Facebook friends uh, that I used to the uh, used to have uh, as leads, you know, because I was adding friends, having conversations, uploading content. Uh, I have a whole bunch of people there, uh, but I haven't posted, I don't know, for eight months, six months. So. It's just, uh, I don't know, maybe it's a mindset, uh, maybe. Uh, and well, uh, there is actually a book that talks about that. It's called Focus, uh, Daniel Goldman. Okay. So awesome. it's just the main idea of that uh, is that you cannot focus or real focus on two stuff, uh, on, on, on two things at one time. And I just try to apply that uh, here. So I'm not a guy of multiple projects. I just want to laser focus on on one thing on one thing only man love it man i love it well i think it's really inspirational to everybody just to, to hear this you know because uh you know i i think you're pretty you know you're you're you have a long way to go i mean you're gonna i yeah. i can only imagine the the arc that you know that, that you're about to to make uh something like a hockey stick if you're listening to the audio uh here <laughs> um i think i think that's that's where you're headed because the approach you're taking is really uh you know, it's something that I tell a lot of people. It's it's these non-scalable things that that make a lot of impact, and con content is one of those non-scalable things that it just makes such an enormous impact that it is it's ju it just can't be uh, underestimated. It just can't. You know, I think a lot of people are are nervous about it because they see it as a long-term thing. But man, uh, you, you know, I, I think we're all surprised at how fast sometimes that stuff can go. Like when you make a really good piece of content, um, yeah. and then you know what what I love these days. You know, one of my ethos is on on marketing in general is you know again giving that information away for free and not asking for an email in return, not for asking for anything in return, just wanting them to come in and see me as a trusted advisor. That's th that's all I want, and paid ads is one of those things a lot of people kind of only focus on conversions. And what I love right now is creating like a really great piece of content and then running paid ads to it. Like, like right, getting it out to a wider audience that I know is that targeted audience, but getting that content like out, you know what I mean? Rather yeah. than letting it sit there and not do much. You know, I actually try to amplify the content and the message and the ethos that I have more so than like, I don't know, amplifying just, you know, something straight to a conversion, straight to a form, straight to it, right? Like, not worrying about the conversion. The conversion will come later yeah. as they see me as the trusted advisor, right? And so um, 
it's not very data driven. It's not very, uh, <laughs> you know, some data analytics person probably would hate me for saying it. But I, I think, you know, for, for me, I mean, and for, you know, the companies I'm involved in right now, it, it's really it's working great, man, because, you know, people undervalue brand awareness and um, and trust, like you said, I think a lot. And, and that's that's kind of one big takeaway I took from this conversation, man. It's just, you know, what yeah, you're doing. Yeah. yeah. So and in, in the long term. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. No, 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 no. Go for in, it. In the long term, that's more profitable. That brings, uh, if we're talking about analytics, that brings uh, a higher ROI and all that kind of stuff in that's the right. long term. Okay. That's Maybe right. you run an ad uh, to a blog post. Maybe you get uh, $0 in return, but in one month, six months, a year, whatever, um, that ROI is exponentially bigger than just That's pitching right. your offer, pitching your offer, pitch, pitch, uh, pitching your offer. Um, actually, when um, I don't know, I, I don't know if this uh, like uh, statistic is right, but when uh, there are only three percent, three percent of the audience is actually uh, an active buyer. So right when you are just uh, smashing offers on Facebook ads or whatever. You are just targeting the three percent of your audience, okay? That's but right. with that blog post, you are targeting I don't know fifty percent of the audience, eighty percent of the audience, yeah. And that eventually will become yeah, an active buyer, okay? So that's, that's right. why it, it's uh, more profitable uh, on in the in the long term. And that that long term sometimes it's not that long. Maybe it's uh, a week, a month, uh, three months. That's yeah. in reality that's not a lot of time. So. A lot of people just focus on the front end uh, uh, money instead of building a brand equity and actually uh, building uh, uh, building that trust with people over time. I love it. It's compounding interest at that point. It's compounding yes. compounding returns, which are not just ROI, but it's like a long long term thing, right? And it's it's. I think it's also where you get the most testimonials. I'm sure you yep. could probably attest to that, right? You get better testimonials if you've built that trust and educated beforehand. And, you know, if you screw one little thing up in the project, they're like, it's okay. You know what I mean? It's fine. Like it, it's natural, you know, whereas if you were just pitching them, pitching them and they were like, okay, fine. And then, you know, they're like watching you so hard, right? It's, it's, it's like a, you're creating a different dynamic with the audience as well. Yeah. Even, even it's a, it's an easier close because as they consume your, your content, they know what you do. They know how what, what you can do, <laughs> uh, how you help them, like your process. They know everything. Like sometimes it's just you get on the phone and you close. It's not. That's like, right. You, you don't need to have like those little salesy uh, presentations. Uh, no, or the, even the discovery, really, right? You gotta get yeah. on the phone. You go, okay, let, let's hear about what you're doing, right? Well, I ingested your blog post. I watched your webinar. I checked out through, and you're like, oh, well, cool. So do you have any questions? No, I want to buy. How much is it? Right? It's like, yeah. whoa, I've. I've had a few of those where it's just like that is the bet that just feels so good. And you're like, wow, if I hadn't, like you said, if I hadn't just started, yeah, it wouldn't have happened, right? It wouldn't have happened that that fast. And you know, I think that's the webinar funnel. You know, that everybody loves a webinar funnel. I don't know. I, I don't know about you, but I, I love a webinar funnel. Like a webinar funnel is to me the peak, you know, it, it needs to be followed up properly. Obviously, the old school thing where you get a bunch of people on the webinar and then some sales rep calls you, it's kind of <laughs> terrible but the <laughs> webinar funnel itself man i think is one of those things that is so overlooked by the current crop of people trying to make you know agencies and all this kind of stuff they're not looking at the wet like 
you know, whether it's a VSL or a webinar, but just like that kind of extended presentation where you're going through the problem and then you're going through the solution and you're walking through the process and what you do uniquely, right? And then at the end, you're kind of going, hey, uh, you can work with me if you'd like to, like you've seen kind of how I do my thing. If you want to work with me, let me know. Uh, otherwise, you know what I mean? Like, I hope this gave you a bunch of value. It's like, you know, it's it's giving that value up front. And this is something that I'm experimenting with uh, in cold outreach as well, because it's commonly done with paid ads. But, you know, I, for bigger B2B deals, you know, I'm very curious, you know, uh, going forward, how a webinar funnel in a cold email can work. Because how easy is it? How hard is it to get 15 minutes of someone's time these days, right? It's almost yeah. impossible. But getting them on a webinar where you're teaching something that may interest them or is in their sector or, you know, is something that's kind of hot or trending in the industry or, right? Like we mentioned intent data earlier and what you were doing with Instagram, right? Like just something that's like, oh, you know, get people with intent. Um, even what we're talking about right now, just teaching them kind of the fundamentals of something and going, hey, I can help you with this. Uh, man, like the reply rates from those cold emails, the click-through rates on those cold emails, the the you know i think it's kind of almost that hybrid of automation and um and personal touch i guess that we were kind of talking about mm -hmm. earlier it's like the closest you're going to get cuz you're giving value up front and you're really not even making an ask it's like 80% value 20% you know selling i guess or something like yeah. it's that pareto principle right <laughs> yeah yeah and so yeah i'm i'm curious do you have any experience with webinars have you ever done a webinar or done anything like that no never actually I think that's something you and me got to talk about later. I'm thinking that, you know, we should, we should talk about a webinar because, uh, you know, the, the cold crowd group is, is definitely like growing. And, uh, you know, I want to yeah, do some webinars it. as well where we could do some training and you know, talk about some stuff. Maybe do, do a webinar about funnels, you know. Uh, but I, I find that kind of like training situation to be the, the future of, of the thing, to be honest, because I think it's, it's more impactful than a blog post. Not everybody wants to read a whole blog post. So you're doing something a little interactive. It's a little bit more visual. You're really getting to hear your voice and meet the person, right? But you're doing it one to many uh, instead of one to one. So really interesting shit though, man. I think, you know, regardless though, it's all about what you said, man, maintaining, uh, maintaining that, that personal care and focus on educating and helping um, the client or the customer. So I think it's just awesome, man. Um, so yeah, we, we can kind of start to wrap up here. I know I've kept you for a while here, man. We've uh, This has been a really, really fun. I, I really think that, yeah, you're a brilliant dude, man. I'm really, uh, you know, I look up to you in a sense, like with that focus, man. I'm really like, I'm kind of watching you now. I'm like, hmm, I got to think about this focus a little bit more, man. I'm a little bit, I'm, I get spread too thin sometimes just because I'm such a crazy, passionate guy. But I, I think that focus, man, it's, it's, it's underrated. Most people don't, uh, don't harness it, you know, enough. Definitely, man. It's it's a big issue. But but you know what? One last point. Uh, I talked with a guy, uh, with a guy uh, on Twitter. Uh -huh. And he's just like you, man. Like, hey, I want to do a cold outreach. I want to do marketing. I want to start building websites and all that kind of stuff. But uh, he 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 just uh, not take action. So, uh, and you are kind of the opposite. Like, uh, you are involved in a lot of projects but you actually do shit. So that's amazing. And I really admire that because you are like, okay, let's, let's do it. And right now, so that that's amazing. And that's uh, something a good trade of you, man. Well, thank you, man. I mean, I think, you know, my, my ethos on it, I mean, it, maybe it's a cope, a, a coping mechanism, but I think my, my ethos is kind of on it. Like, you know, just, um, a lot of smaller bets and, you know, uh, not taking one big bet, but taking a lot of smaller bets and, 
um, kind of just enjoying the process of the stuff. You know, I think there's times where I really focus in. Like right now, I'm actually kind of entering a phase of of my life where I really feel like I really want to focus more on one thing and kind of like, like you're saying, educate people, help people, be be a little bit more in that mode. And I think that is kind of like um, I'm finding to be my purpose. I think more so than than anything is to just kind of like having so many experiences. The only value that really comes from that, I guess, is being able to teach people about, hey, you know, I've like tried this, tried that, tried this, failed at that, succeeded at that, failed at that, succeeded at that. Um, and so bringing that to people. But uh, but yeah, man, I think, you know, it's all about taking action at the end of the day, no matter what, man. And I think, you know, as many experiences as, as you can have, I guess, is, is just better for you, right? At the end of the day. But uh, But the focus, man, I think, especially early in the game, you know, like, you know, four years in, you know, one year in, you know, less than a year in some of these guys that we're talking to right now are six months in, or they haven't quit their job yet, or they're thinking about dropping out of college or, you know, or they're like five years in or something, you know what I mean? Or 10 years in and they're advanced, but either way, it's like that focus is so it's like the Holy grail, you know, like if you can truly focus all your energy into one place, I mean, it, it, I think you're way better to it. Yeah. You're, you're seeing the results of it, man. Yeah, and I don't think you're. I don't think you're going to have a low Twitter uh, follow count for very for, for very much longer either. So uh, we're not we're not going to worry about that now. But awesome, man. Well, I think uh, yeah, we can start to wrap up unless uh, unless there's anything else you want to kind of add to this. I, I'd be happy to uh, to hear it. So that would be all from uh, from a part. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Well, let's let's plug your shit, man, real quick again, <laughs> so that everyone knows where to find you. So uh, yeah, drop your website, man. Drop anything you want to promote right now. I mean, I think you know you you are definitely a, a guy to watch. So I'm, I'm you know give give people where to watch you and where to check all this stuff out. <laughs> Thank you, man. That means a lot. So yeah, just my Twitter. I am just uh, active there. Uh, Wolf of Funnels at Wolf of Funnels. Uh, and my website is uh, wolfofunnels.com. Um, that's uh, that actually you can get. A, I don't sell anything there in the first page. It's just an actual guide on how to build high converting funnels. How I learned actually to build high converting funnels by modeling uh, winning funnels. So you can build amazing funnels that really work in no time, man. Uh, that's what, you, what you're going to get in wolfofunnels.com. And I have a little opt in. After that, but you need to click a button and read a long uh, sales letter. So uh, just if you like it, uh, you can obtain. Uh, that's pretty much it, man. So read the sales letter, guys. Click the button, read the sales letter, sign up for the email list because this dude's dropping shit in his email list like crazy. He's on Twitter, Wolf of Funnels. Uh, just how it sounds with some F, F's and some some S's there. <laughs> and, and, you know, Wolf of, fun Wolf of Funnels. So follow this man um learn from him absorb all you can from him and watch what he's doing because you know that 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 amount of focus man um and and what you're doing with funnels in in, in this era and the way that you're thinking about them man it's like uh you you're bringing a unique angle on it man you know it's a, to some extent it's a unique angle and i think that's what uh we all need to strive for you know what i mean if we're building businesses we're building agencies you know um, it's so easy for these things to become commoditized. Like how many funnel funnel builders are there out there, right? There's so many, but very few actually have their own point of view, um, their own, you know, like interpretation of the psychology of the thing, their own frameworks. Yeah. Th this is how you differentiate yourself in a market. This is how you charge the prices that you actually deserve. Th this is how you build a business, right? You actually corner a market. Thank you, brother. Really appreciate All right. it. Diego, man, thank you so much for being here. Hi, man. Thank you for having me. It's such an honor, man.
All right. I really hope you enjoyed that. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Always Building. Uh, If you want to learn more about Always Building, our community, our membership group, uh, and uh, exclusive webinars and trainings and discounts on software and all kinds of fun stuff, you know, get help along the journey so you're not all alone uh, in this whole thing. Um, Go ahead and check out alwaysbuilding.io. That's alwaysbuilding.io. And again, thank you so much. Best of luck on your journey. And you just let me know. You can reach out to me uh, on Twitter or via email, alex at alwaysbuilding.io or at always underscore building uh, on Twitter. Okay, thanks again. Have a great one.